Welcome to At The Whiteboard with Ruth and Nicole, the podcast for people who want to crush it at work. Each week, we'll talk about the latest tips, trends, and tricks to help you love your job and to help your boss love you too. It's like having a personal coach whispering advice into your ear, but without the whispering. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. And now we are live. Yay! Ruth, are you ready? Yes. And I'm excited and I'm here and I clicked at the right time. Wouldn't it be funny if it wasn't recording? It is. Hi, <laughs> Bienvenidos. Mujeres es mujeres. What? Now do another language. Quick. Willkommen. Now do Polish. Oh, I don't know how to say welcome. Dzień dobry. Obzidliwe. Obzidliwe. That's something, but not a nice one. Did I swear? Well, no, it just means like no. disgusting. Okay. Don't get the language <laughs> police out here on me. Welcome to our multinational podcast. Estamos aquí para el podcast del whiteboard. Mujeremos. <laughs> Merci d'avoir choisi whiteboard. <laughs> That's all I got. It's my Air Canada thing. Merci d'avoir choisi Air Canada. Bon vol. <laughs> you know that guy in your ear? Oh, no, I know the mind. guy. Okay. I try to get really annoyed and I do my own thing and I put my earphones in and every time the, the attendants come down and tell me to take them out, I do this and then I just I've put it back in. I've seen you do it. You are like a child, a I, 15-year-old I am. child. I'm belligerent on a plane. You are. You're going to... I'm never not going to say it. Uh, you know, anyone that's out there that is in the airline industry... Explain to me why I can't have my iPods in. If it's to hear about how I'm going to slide to my safety on an inflatable water but that slide. that is what it is. They want you listening to them and not to, you know, Ricky Martin or whatever you're listening to. <laughs> Ricky Martin. One, two. How does it go? Here I go. Da, da, living la vida loca. Who is it? Is this going to be a clip that you put in our Insta stories? Mm, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's the silly parts I really it is, I like. We're a little giddy because um, what we have some, we been doing? We that did has, something special yes, today. Yes, we did. This is why we're giddy. We sent out um, super exclusive invites mm-hmm. um, for the launch of Whiteboard Women. So we picked around 30 of the most influential. Um, Interesting. Successful, interesting uh, women that we look up to, mm-hmm. women in interesting sectors, entrepreneurs, people in corporate. We picked our top yeah. favorite 30. Healthcare. Healthcare. Yeah. Um, and we want them to be part of our launch. Yeah. It's a, it's a small scale, large impact <laughs> launch. Wow. Well, because it is small scale, right? It's, it's small not, scale. It's not a massive huge no. party it's it's a small group of people it's to an intimate gathering just sort of <laughs> of like-minded souls <laughs> intimate gathering of like-minded souls yeah right. Uh, right. but yeah so if you check your emails because you may have gotten one and if you didn't don't fret don't that fret. doesn't mean we don't think highly of you Maybe we thought you were too important to come, uh, but we did put a poll up on our Instagram story. So yeah. um, if you didn't get an invite and you want one, just we're gonna do like a little waiting list. Yeah. Um, and also, 
you know, depending on what the response is, we, you know, we'll, we'll look at that. But right now we're keeping it small. We've um, sent invites out to those people that have interacted with us in the past on this type of topic. And that's how we sort of prioritized. So if you didn't get one, it doesn't mean we don't think you're awesome. It just means that we had to make some choices. Yeah. And we've got the most beautiful space. Um, Mm -hmm. Urban Acorn is helping sponsor part of the event. Mm -hmm. And we are so pumped to be there because it is the most beautiful space and they are the most lovely people. And she is just mom boss of the century. Yeah. Um, She's awesome. So, um, we're, we're just excited. We're just excited. We're excited. So. What are we talking about today? Oh, well, I picked today's topic. Don't rattle the paper near the mic. I'm trying to... Don't tell me what to do. Take your earbuds out. No. <laughs> no, I won't. I can't, and I won't. Um, anyway. <laughs> today, I thought we would talk about... So we talked about... Uh, moms and Matt leave, which was a topic that was yeah. near and dear to my heart. Got some good comments on that. Some feedback from people who listen yeah. to it and who are experiencing it now. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked about um, things that men shouldn't say at work. Mm-hmm. So gender bias language and how to navigate that world. And so today I thought we'd touch on another topic kind of dear and near to us was gender and entrepreneurship. Well, what did you think when I sent you the layout? I, well, do you want to know? Give me some accolades. Do you want to know before My ENFP side. I was just going to say, do you really want to know what I thought when yes. I opened up that I saw that you had a list and bullet points and topics? You were impressed that I, I actually thought, did something. I wrote it for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Fair. I was very impressed and I thought, well, why didn't we think of this before? Because it's very obvious we, being women and entrepreneurs and in our eighth year, which is no small accomplishment. Now, say the E word again. Entrepreneur. Yeah, have you heard some people say entrepreneur? Yes, and newer. Yes. Yeah, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, ner. Newer. Yeah. Newer. People say it strangely, and I do not like it. Okay. I'm just saying it. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You said it fine. Entrepreneur. No, no, now I'm no, no say don't it make wrong. it sound like manure. It's not it manure. Nicole has strong feelings on this topic. I also hate Romesco sauce, in case you wanted to know. Do you know that I used to say chipotle? You did not. Until I knew should have known better. Yeah, I thought it was chipotle. I had never heard of chipotle. (laughs) Never heard of it. Didn't grow up with it. Didn't know what it was. Chipotle. Anyway, we're off topic. Um, Entrepreneurs. being, Being an entrepreneur is hard enough. Yes. Being female entrepreneurs is even harder. I mean, last week we talked about language, gender-inclusive language, and um, how we went into a, a company that should know better, a well-known organization, yeah. and we're called, constantly called the ladies. Oh, the ladies are here. It's so do- When I was writing the blog to go along with the podcast... I was getting angry as I was reliving that moment because we went in there all excited. Remember, we were going in to talk about the new phase of this leadership program. Hello, ladies, the ladies. And it wasn't, those of you, well, you're all listening to me, but you can't not all see my face. I'm not exaggerating. They actually said ladies, like Jerry Lewis, (laughs) right? Uh, Like they really made a big deal about it instead of, hey, whiteboard, hey, Ruth and Nicole, 
I know, and I would feel so empowered now to just really gently yeah. and kindly be like, you can just call us Ruth and Nicole. Yes. That'd be great. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Not, and uh, that sounded a bit sarcastic, but. Well, yeah, you wouldn't do it in that tone. I wouldn't. But yeah, we know better now. So there are some additional things that you need to get over it. People in corporate world today may think, oh, I'm going to go be a consultant. Ruth and Nicole have the best life, you know, pretty um, much call their own shots, work their own hours, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> there's some myths in another podcast. We'll discuss myths of being an entrepreneur. Um, but yeah, the layer on top of that, having the gender issue to deal with. Yeah, so here's what I found. And I found a really interesting connection to our first podcast. So number one, the number of women-owned businesses increased nearly 3,000% since 1972, which is amazing. Um, Between 2017 and 2018, women started an average of 1,800 new businesses per day in the U.S. alone. In, In one year, in two years. An average of 1,800 new businesses per day. Yeah. Wow. And lastly, women are now making up a whopping 40% of new entrepreneurs. Mm. So why do you think that's happening? Well, I have read what you've written here. Oh, but I so. But since yesterday. So uh, <laughs> I've probably forgotten most of it since then. But um, when I think about it, the idea, I would say particularly in the last couple of years, last few years, is about flexible work. And so I think there's two things that are contributing it. One is for the last 20-ish years, I don't know, there have been more women-driven opportunities to make your own money at home. So whether it's Arbonne mm-hmm. or Mary Kay or Stella and Dot or a host of other great companies, yeah. they're designed to let you be as busy as you want to be. They have great support networks. They give people freedom. Um, potentially people with little kids running around can do things in the evenings or at other times. They can yeah. figure it out. So the desire to have more flexibility and more control over your work environment, I think would be one um, thing. And the other um would be looking for those opportunities that are not in the corporate world because you're sick of it. Mm-hmm. Be your own boss. Make your own decisions. I'm so tired of, <coughs> you know, air quotes, working for the man and <laughs> having these people tell me what to do and treating me like a second-class citizen. Yeah. I'm going to get out and be my own boss. I've got some great ideas and that's what I'm going to do. And honestly, that would be a small fragment of why I first thought of leaving Eventually, because I thought of leaving for many years before I did, um, but eventually that became lesser as I uh, advanced in my career and learned to take charge of those gender bias issues. And I ended up working for some really wonderful people. Um, But initially it was, I'm I'm done. I am done with this male-dominated industry, the several industries that I was a part of. I grew up in the automotive industry. Yes, yes. And as I've always said, I've never really felt it that much in the mm-hmm. Ontario government. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting that in our Mat Leaf podcast, we talked about all these highly qualified women, women leaving the workforce. Yeah. Well, it makes, a, it makes complete sense that yeah. they're moving towards something that gives them the flexibility, um, not having to fight for promotions mm-hmm. um, with people who aren't going on maternity leave or don't have families, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. you can see how people are 
moving into a space that suits their needs and meets their needs. Just yesterday, I was speaking with a young man who I know um, who was in a financial industry position, didn't like it, didn't like the, the management structure. So he left and he's sort of in between jobs, doing some smaller jobs or odd jobs in between. Um, he liked his boss, who was a woman, <clears throat> but he hated the company. So he felt he had to leave. His boss contacted him recently and she's left the organization and is starting her own business. So uh, we were talking and I said, I'm more risk averse. I might wait until she's got some, you know, months under her belt before I jump ship with what you're doing now before I join her. But that's me. I said, my business partner, Nicole, is less risk averse than I am. She jumped on board with whiteboard right away. I took years to think about it. So everybody's very different. But my understanding is the workplace was toxic. Um, She was dealing with a lot of um, masculine toxic behavior and just said I can do my own and did so I think that is a huge part um, of why it's changing today huge part I mean it's also there you know not only is it like flexibility and time and being your own boss and not having to deal with gender structures and and all those inequities also Mm -hmm. if we talk about um, salary gap oh yeah right so full-time year-round working women earned 80% of what yeah. their male counterparts made in 2016. That's a U.S. stat, right? <clears throat> I think. But it's probably very similar here. And the only reason I say that is because that is a number that is being, um, is all over the place with the election right now in the States with um, with uh, Kamala Harris and, and Elizabeth Warren and the other female is candidates. Is it very different in Canada? I don't think so, but I don't know. Um, and... They've been talking about this, and they break it further down. If you are a Latina woman, if you are a um, an African American woman, etc., and you add race and gender together, it becomes even smaller. Wow. Uh, down to in the fifty percentile uh, percent difference. Yeah, and I can't remember. I think that might be Latina, but I'm not sure. But yeah, when you look at that, I've never understood that. I thought, how how can that be? Two people doing an equal job. How does that happen today? And yet, we hear about it all the time. Um, very recently, there was um, an actress. Oh, gosh. Um, this is when I don't research things. So <laughs> I'm just thinking of it now off the cuff. I want to say it was um, Brie Larson for Captain Marvel. But I'm not sure if that was right. Oh. Or was it Scarlett Johansson? Was that it? Yes. And the other male stars contributed their salary to make hers equal. Wow. I think I'm... I, I, know, I know the story that you're talking about. But it was a big name. And it was very different salaries. Interesting. Yeah. So a lot of women could be moving towards entrepreneurship um, as a means by which to battle all yeah. of these inequities um, from pay to yeah. promotions, to just the way you feel in a workplace. I mean, gosh, we we work mostly with women and it yeah. is such an empowering, uplifting mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. all the time, every day. I'm not saying at all that working with men is not empowering mm-hmm. and uplifting, but I do definitely notice uh, a, a different behavior in all women teams. and Yeah, our team is women. Our clients, of course, are both. Yeah, of course. And I would say we have very small percentage. There are still 
um, those challenges with gender bias in our clients. I mean, we keep talking about that one example, yeah. and there are more. Um, it's fewer than it used to be, but there are still some. Um, but I, I feel that some of that is because we feel more empowered. And like you said, we are able to address it and sort of call it out right away. Which then makes me think of um, several people who are listening to our podcasts and, and reading our blogs, and they are not necessarily just younger women, but women who are, find themselves in these situations and haven't got a clue what to do about it. Can I do anything about or it? Or maybe they have a clue and they're trying and it's not, they're trying, it's not changing. Or they have a clue, but they're afraid to because sure. of the repercussions. So many things. And by creating our own business, we don't have to be afraid of that. No, and it's interesting, again, some more stats from my research. Cannot. Um, research. Research. Um, more than half of the women in, in another survey said that they had encountered some form of bias or harassment as female founders of a company, mm. which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 60% were on the receiving end of discriminatory behavior from investors or bankers. Yes. Um, and more than 50% experienced the same from vendors or suppliers. Mm-hmm. Um, in other cases, founders felt uh, potential partners or clients showed gender bias in their interactions. Mm. I haven't experienced anything with partners or people that, like you say, associates that we've worked with, um, or well, that we continue. A couple of gentlemen associates so that we've worked with have, we've had some challenges with. Mm. I'm not saying they were yes. gender bias issues, but I would say some of the treatment I received by some male counterparts has been yes. either ageist or gender oh, biased yeah. or just um, not not communicative in a way that we would work with other partners. Do you know what I mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah, it still happens. You think back on some of those. We're more able to deal with it today. Yes, I think today I would be very different reacting to it than I was five years ago, but... Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting. Now I have a I have another it's n- wasn't on this sheet, just came up with it right now. All right. Ding 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 ding. ding, ding. Tell me about your thoughts on the word uh mompreneur. Mm, can't stand mom it. Mom boss. I know you said mom boss at the beginning and I was like, ah. I know. And I You know why I don't like it? Tell me. Well, two words. One is it's just too Instagrammy. Uh-huh. Like it's just too cute. Yeah, that's one reason. And Somebody's the other, got a case of the Mondays. Yeah, Friday. <laughs> the other reason, I'm not a mom. Yeah, that's fair. I feel it's it's like an exclusive club, and I just find it annoying. Yeah. Do you like it? Now, I always used to be really frustrated by it. Mm-hmm. I certainly now, having experienced some of the challenges of motherhood. Um, I do feel like it's like, you know, an, an extra bit of accomplishment there that you were able to keep someone alive and do something else here's because my, it's hard to do here's both. Here's my challenge to you. Yeah. So one of the things that I was uh, thinking about when I wrote the blog from last week yeah. and we were talking about adjectives Yes. and when we use an adjective like emotional, um, so 
the story I told that we hadn't talked about was that I had um, a recent interaction with a service provider that was a, a woman who was very aggressive, disagreeing with me in an, a lecturing way, and she actually used foul language in a service provider. So I did give feedback to her manager another time. He was a man, and I'd known him for a very long time, and he said, I'm so sorry, um, she can be very emotional. I didn't think anything of it, of it at the yeah. time, but then as I was writing, I thought, no, she's unprofessional. Stop ascribing yes. fe traditionally female derogatory terms to what is just Bad unprofessional behavior. behavior. Yeah. And so I feel like mom boss or girl boss or whatever, just yeah. like a boss is better. Why yes. put that female? Yeah. And others, I think, would challenge me and say, because it's empowering to say I'm a mom boss, it's like a boss. And I just think we don't need that female yeah. Uh, clarification. Just and say, is it like you is, did it like a boss? Yeah. Because is it like, oh, you're you're really good as an entrepreneur, considering that you're a mom, right? When really you just want to be an awesome entrepreneur. Yeah. And the fact that you're a mom is also awesome, and that's that. They don't need so, to be linked. They don't need to be linked. No. Yeah. No, I get that. And yet, and yet, I have met a ton of amazing entrepreneurs, newers, entrepreneurs. <laughs> I can't even say it myself anymore. Um, a lot of bosses um, who do have this amazing balance with their kids. Yeah, and, and it know, is amazing. I, I think about uh, our awesome catering sponsor has three kids, um, just runs it like a boss and manages Here's the through. Here's thing, though. Hold non, on. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Non-moms also juggle a whole host of things. Absolutely. Uh, it's sort of like... Uh, I have a really good friend who I don't know how she keeps all the plates in the air that yeah. she does. And sometimes I feel bad about saying that I'm tired because my day is nothing like hers. Yeah. But it's all perspective. Oh, 100%. When you, when you are in whatever lifestyle you're in, balancing whatever you're balancing, it's amazing to do it. If you can stay healthy and active and happy and all those things. So when you're adding another label, it's like, I'm a mom boss. I'm even better at it than you are. Mm, isn't that interesting? And it's probably, it's, it's a silly reaction, but if I peel it away of why I don't like it so much, so what am I, a single boss? Yeah. Single income, no kids? Am I a sink boss? <laughs> right? Yeah. Am I a 54-year-old boss? I, why do I have to add these characteristics to yeah. add an extra layer over anyone else who's also juggling it? But if yeah. you say like a boss... Anybody can do that to say, I've yeah. managed this like a boss. Yeah. And I think that's what it is for me. It's that little, why you got to call yourself out because you're a mom. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know whether it's necessarily people self identifying it. Mm -hmm. Like I don't identify myself as a mom boss mm -hmm. because I was a boss before I was a mom. Mm -hmm. But I also can envision the identity of becoming a mom and then changing your direction and doing something that creates flexibility or maybe even something that involves children. I'm thinking of um, uh, an amazing boss I know um, who opened up the, a co-working space with daycare underneath, Deanne. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is someone who started their, their bossmanship, bosswomanship, um, as a mom. And so might so, she identify more 
personally as a mom boss than maybe me who identifies as a boss mom underscore. Well, I guess that's possible too. And perhaps if it's small groups of people or individuals talking that way, I feel when it's labels that are applied and advertised, what about someone who is doing um, parental care with aging parents? Yeah. Does that, what kind of boss is that? It's a care boss. Care bear. It's a geriatric boss. A geriatric. So that's what I mean. No, it's, I get it. I, I, I 100% I, get it. And I can only say that my perspective on it has changed a little bit. Well, yeah. Um, and this is why, but it's topic all a little bit, it is perspective, but this is why relationships change with people after they have children, with their friends. And you and I have talked about this. For sure. About how when Lillian was first born, right? Trying to stay in touch in the same way with your single friends. Oh, yeah. No, you can't just go and meet for drinks after dinner every night. I have a baby, right? And there's this, um, a, a whole shift in focus and priority. It's not just moms is my thing. And I, I don't know if I'm super sensitive because I am not a mom. But it's not just moms. It's not just this. It's not just that. It's, it just is. You're, you've make, made a choice to become a boss. Yeah. You're a woman boss. Do you need know. to say that? Because look at you. You did all this and you're a woman. I know. It's the I same know. thing. And that's, I think. You did all this and you're a mom. I know. It's, ew. It's it is. Icky. It is. And that, I think there's my reason for not liking it. Yeah. While I also want to really applaud of moms course. with multiple children who do this on top of everything, like managing those screaming raccoons. Don't you want to applaud raccoons. people taking care of two aging parents? Yes. Yes, I do. And if there was a good hashtagable yeah. uh, thing for it, I would be all over it. Yeah. Um, I think that's what that's it is. Interesting, but I do like your perspective of just saying like a boss, yeah. um, and just taking all the that labeling out of it. Yeah, um, lady boss. Oh, I've I've seen boss. there's mugs that you can get. I, think I have a poster. And they might be like an boss. indigo or something, and posters. Yeah. Mom yeah. boss, lady boss, girl boss, like a girl boss. Yeah, it just makes me gag. Yeah, and at the same time, I think it's just people being proud and people, yep. you know, from all those years of being kind of oppressed and pushed down is sure. now like, you know what? No, I'm this and I'm saying it and I'm doing it. So there's, I, I feel all sides of it. I, I don't know where I stand on this. I'm, yeah. I'm going to sit it's on really the fence on this one. Remember how last week as well, we said that intent is no longer enough. So yeah. like the intent of those things, I am 100% certain, is not to say that those who are not moms are lesser. I'm sure of it. Oh, 100%. I'm sure of it. But I can tell you there are more people who are offended by it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put out a offended poll. Offended is a strong word. Annoyed. Irked. Ticked off. Irked. Yeah. Um, and it, yes, it, there has to be another way to celebrate, I am all these things. I am a woman. I am a boss. I am a friend, I am yeah. a sister, I am an astronaut, I'm an yeah. artist, but I'm not a mom artist. Like, I am an artist, I'm a boss. It's sort of like... Um, yeah, it's I true. Think, it's not like, and who, like, why is there a mompreneur, right. but there's not a, a momstronaut? Or a mom, <laughs> a mom baker, a mom retail store owner. <laughs> it's funny. It is, and it's it's just very strange. So there has to be another way to do that instead or of like using an accountant 
a mom accountant. <laughs> um, instead of saying emotional, say professional. Instead of saying mompreneur, say entrepreneur. Oh, tell me more about yourself. Well, I also have three kids. And yeah. I'm doing this and doing this yeah. and doing that. I think that's what it is. It's sort of like even in Hollywood, there is a preference now to say actor, not actor and actress. Yeah. Um, a lot of that genderized language is disappearing. Stewardess and steward is gone from, from the airlines. It's now flight attendant. Yeah. yeah. So it is a gender thought. thing. I think, I think it's an identity thing and I think it's, like, why isn't dadpreneur a thing then? Yes, that's a fair point. Right? I mean, so you're an entrepreneur and you're a mom. Fantastic. What about a dadpreneur? Now, people will say it's sort of like playing catch up, right? That for years we've been um, made to feel less. We've been held down as, as women and we're celebrating that. Yeah. So I get it. It's like... And I the, mean, I think it's also related to all those like, only stay-at-home moms for so long. Now that's some, either not an option or not a choice for people. Yeah. And so they're celebrating this ability yeah. to do both, that they're not being forced to stay at home or yeah. that's not just what's assigned for them to do. I just so, think that there is a risk of excluding others, I, non-moms. That's the yeah. only thing. I no, get I it. Hear there it. needs I hear to it. be a way to celebrate women being successful without excluding others. Like, woman boss, to me, would be the least offensive choice out of all of that. Because we are all women. Rather than lady boss, girl boss, which already have language that we don't even want we don't being even used. Want. Yeah. We don't want that language. But why would you even... I'm a boss. Yeah. Fascinating. That's I knew my that, thought. I, knew, I, I think it's interesting, and I yeah. want to put it out on our stories. I would love to know people's thoughts on that. There's, there may be... I'm sure there are many perspectives on this that I haven't thought about either. I mean... You could even go further. Look at um, our discussion on gender issues last week that it's not just two genders anymore. Yeah. And now you're excl- even woman boss then. It's, okay, are we going to have all the other descriptions, by gender, transgender, all of those things? Yeah. So I just think that we need to be careful and where possible use language that's not gender biased. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all. It's like, fair. It's fair. Um, uh, so we talked about this. Do you think there is different gender bias experienced by people in corporate careers and um, gender bias as entrepreneurs? Do you think it's the same or different? Number one, number two. Number one. Number two. Oh, like glasses? Glasses, one, yeah. Two. Clear one, with, two. clear without. Clear with, clear without. Yeah. And I was like, wait, you're going too fast. Um, <laughs> better with, better without. <laughs> I'm going lens three, lens to four. say, <laughs> I'm going to say at a high level, there's no difference. And at an industry or job type level, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. So at a high level, I think... The types of gender bias, language discrimination that I've experienced, for instance, in the private sector or the public sector or as an entrepreneur, are the same. However, I've never had to drive a bus, operate heavy machinery, work in a manufacturing environment, work in a work as a flight attendant, because we've used that before. I have to ask my niece about that. 
Um, so I'm, I'm suspecting that in some industries, it may be very different. But in the ones I've been in, there's no difference. You still get called honey, babe, whatever. You still, uh, people assume that you can't do certain things or you should dress a certain way. Oh, I remember. Interesting. In, uh, when I was in the government and I was giving a keynote address for a, um, I think it was an external organization, and it was all women, and uh, I rehearsed it, um, and there was another person who was also giving a keynote, there were two, and he is, I won't say his name, he's a retired, very famous former politician in Canada and lawyer. And he was there, and afterwards... Play a guessing game. Yeah. Afterwards, he uh, and I were chatting, and he said, Ruth, you nailed it. You did such a good job. I do have some feedback for you. Um, would you like to meet for coffee to talk about it? Now, there was, don't get any ideas, there was no subtext there <laughs> at all. It was truly a networking mm -hmm. opportunity. So I met him at um, Bannock, down on Queen Street, in Toronto and we chatted and he went right to the point and he said uh, he had my business card and he said well first of all I think you shouldn't have your photo on your business card it's very prov provocative are you selling your business or yourself now you've seen our headshots uh, if, in fact it was the old one it would anybody I've asked said no it's nothing like that and I didn't even ask him about that he then went on to say uh, that my tone was warm, my content was warm, my facial expressions were nice, but that I shouldn't have been wearing the jewelry that I was wearing. Because when, as a woman, you shouldn't try to outshine the women in the audience. I was wearing um, cubic zirconia ear studs and uh, I think a diamond ring. And he felt that uh, women needed to be more careful in what they wore and how they presented themselves. I was at first so pleased that he wanted to meet with me and then to have him give me every single piece of feedback he gave me was sexist because he, the content was, your content is fine, here's the rest of it. Um, and it was, it, it just floored me and I never forgot it. And this was in a very professional corporate environment. Wow. I was very surprised at that. To so tell women that they needed to focus more on what they're wearing and that it's just like with political people. With men, they just talk about the content. With women, it's how warm did she seem. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. And I also think about we got feedback, and it was from a woman. Oh, yeah. That we were dressed um, too fancily for a particular event. Mm -hmm. It looked like we were going to a wedding. Yeah, we were just wearing dresses, but they, yeah. they all came in jeans and shirts. Now, there's something to be said for... Uh, dressing according to your audience. I think there is something for that. And I think that would be for men or women. If if one of our other colleagues had been there, he would have been wearing a suit. And I hope he would have been told the same thing. We were dressed in business attire. They were not. Yeah. And that was also, I think, a yeah. city issue. Yeah. We were right downtown where yeah. it's a little bit dressier sometimes. Anyhow, it's just interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's the always thing is interesting that his comments were about me as a woman, not as a professional. Like, if he had said, your you suit imagine? is too whatever. Like what would he be saying to a man? Like, your tie clip is too shiny? Not a thing. You shouldn't wear cufflinks? It might offend the other men it. in the room? I couldn't believe it. The only kindness I think I can offer looking back at it 
is that I do believe you need to dress for your audience. I really do. But it wasn't about what I was wearing other than my jewelry and the look on my face and my picture on my business card. It wasn't saying you were wearing a suit, you shouldn't wear a suit for this audience. That I think could be applicable to men and women. Yeah. It was specifically on me as a woman and the things I was wearing as a woman. Yeah. You don't want, and I think it's insulting to the audience too. You really think that women sitting in that audience were looking at my earrings and thinking I was showing off? Really? They were probably saying like, ooh, girl, nice earrings. <laughs> nice earrings. I mean, <laughs> nice I, can, earrings, I, can, girl. I can see if you had, you know, 80 bracelets and they were clinking and jangling. Clanging. Right. And they were distracting for, but that's not, she's wearing too, anyway, that's, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. I guess that I might, or my last kind of discussion point was what's our best advice mm. for um, women entrepreneurs as they forge through a new environment that has a lot of the same gender bias and gender issues mm-hmm. and, and yet doesn't? I would think that um, people wanting to become an entrepreneur and going out and, and opening their own business, um, if they're women, they need to do two things. They need to have the business side of it nailed down just like anybody would. You need a business case. You need two years of salary set aside. You need sufficient experience to be able to portray yourself as an expert. You need all those things. I would say you also need perhaps a little thicker skin than you might in the corporate world where you can you can look to HR for help. Ah, that's a fair point. As a as an entrepreneur, you don't have HR to rely on. No. You don't have... There's no training. There's no guidelines. No. You're kind of flying by the seat of your pants. That's right. And you need to... It's your livelihood. So you need to know what your line is that you will not cross and no one else will cross with you and be um, willing to walk away if that line is crossed. Yeah. So you know, Or find the language for you that allows yeah. you to say it in a kind and, yeah. you so know, I, I, we if dealt- we could go back in time, you mm-hmm. know, our ladies, girls yeah. situation, I'm we- sure we would have dealt with it very differently. Well, yeah, we would have done, I don't think so we did we just, anything. No, we just dealt with it because they're an important client and we wanted the revenue. Yeah. And so that's a choice. And I think women need to be able to make that choice. Sure. Um, the best or the better solution is to deal with it. And then you need to know how to deal with it. You need to have the confidence to deal with it and you need to be prepared to lose the client if it doesn't go well. So I think that all the business stuff, we can do a whole podcast on, on how to know if you should become a consultant or an entrepreneur. The other side of it is having a thicker skin and being able, you have to know how to deal with it yourself or not deal with it and understand what your line is before you will let a client go over it. Fascinating. That would be mine. Would you say the same? Yeah. I guess establish your... I would say for me, it would be probably figuring out what your boundaries are and what's appropriate for you Mm -hmm. and preparing the language for how you intend to um, discuss that. So when someone says, oh, good for you, mom boss, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, what, what's your language for how you turn that around in a kind and like, Absolutely. thank you so much. I am working it like a boss or whatever yeah. that language is. It, that for me would be it. the, the, yes, 
the preparation and understanding of what my comebacks or what my statements were, or how I would say, yeah. oh, thank you so much for having us. Um, you can call us Ruth and Nicole or whiteboard. Yeah. Yep. You know, and if they're confused and they say ladies or girls again, I would say, thank you so much for having us. You can call us Ruth it's and Nicole or whiteboard. It's like a little bit of a mantra. It's a yeah. little bit of a tactic I have for when I want something to get through, I just keep saying it over and over and eventually someone will click into it mm-hmm. and you just have to do it with kindness and genuine, yep. con- you know, concern and not being offended and angry. And, you know, someone might finally ask you, you know, you keep saying that. Can you tell me more about what that means? Yeah. And you can say, yeah, you keep calling me ladies and it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel singled out. Yeah. I'm not just a lady. I'm, I'm a, a boss. Consultant. I'm a consultant. I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> Anyhow, with that, with that, we leave you. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a long one. This was a long one. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's an important topic. Um, and it's so interesting to me to see the differences over the years. So this is my 30-year anniversary as a, with a career. And one of the people that we've invited to our launch is my niece, Marjorie, who is two years into her career as a flight attendant. And she's amazing. She would not let things go by and I will be very interested to hear her perspective on the stories and the panel discussions that we have on gender bias language in the workplace from her perspective because she's not only dealing with a massive corporation like Air Canada but she's also dealing with thousands of of passengers every year oh I can't wait our panel's gonna be so amazing yeah uh over the next couple weeks weeks we'll introduce our panel members Mm -hmm. give you a bio on them give you guys an opportunity to ask some questions um we'll start kind of sneaking some of the fun gifts and prizes Mm -hmm. and you know things that we'll be doing at the event yeah Um, and remember if you didn't get an invitation please let us know and uh we will be having a waiting list for openings until next time bye bye Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can find us on all the usual social media. Our website is whiteboardconsulting.ca. And this podcast will be available visually on YouTube by searching Whiteboard Consulting Group, Inc. Or if you want to read our blog that summarizes it, you can check out At The Whiteboard, a publication on medium.com. Finally, if you have any questions or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at info at whiteboardconsulting.ca. Thanks again. And we'll see you next week.